Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing perpetual quitting, a secondhand surge, and debt management plans. That's right, buddy. This is our Friday flight where we're going to talk about some of the different stories we came across this week, specifically how they pertain to our finances. And I'll, I'll say real quick, my voice sounds a little bit rough. You are under the weather. I got that. Uh, I think I've just got a nasty summer cold, but I will persevere and get through this episode. The podcast cannot go on without you. <laughs> I cannot go solo. The show must go on. But uh, I see a note here about a 16-year-old driver. What's that all okay, about? Okay, So my neighbor, right? My neighbor, uh, they, she just turned 16. And she got she got a new car, not not a brand new car, but a very nice Audi station wagon. What? And oh yeah, dude, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love those Audi station. Audi's wagons. running the family. Her, her parents, both of her parents, drive Audis oh, too. Oh my gosh! And so it's. I just thought it was kind of funny that as I like saw her basically getting into her brand new car, I was super excited for. You know, obviously that's a really cool thing for a sixteen year old <laughs> to get a car. I did. Not, I bought my own first car, <laughs> and I remember it cost thirty two hundred dollars. So it was. I got a feeling this Audi <laughs> wagon, even used, I'm guessing it costs a little more than a few thousand dollars. Her car so. is nicer than the one car that we own as a family. <laughs> and I just think it's funny. And I, exactly. I just, just want to say, though, I think some people might see that and they might get bummed out. For me, I wear that as a badge of honor. I'm like, that's great because 
Oh, yeah. It just reinforces the fact that we are spending very little money on vehicles. We embrace the ugly. We embrace exactly. the frugalness. And if you embrace it, uh, then it puts a whole different spin on things. Oh, I think yeah. sometimes it's easy to see people getting things and you're like, oh, but I kind of want that. And if you're like, if you know what you want, it, it makes seeing other people get things, it makes it less uh, less jealousy inducing. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, congrats to my 16-year-old neighbor and her new car. And uh, yeah. Did she listen to the show? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of. But yeah, it's one of those things. She's like, suckers, I don't need to listen to that show. That's right. I got mom and dad taking care of me. <laughs> Maybe someday, though, when those mom and dad dollars run out, you'll need to test. But totally. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll move on and uh, get to the sampling of stories we found this week. It is our Friday flight. Let's hope can make it the whole way through without keeling over. Oh, I got this. Okay, all right. Uh, the first thing, the first story we want to talk about is, is has to do with employment, and it's about people quitting their jobs. We've obviously, what, what the Great Resignation is what it's mm-hmm. been titled over the past eighteen months. People leaving their jobs, finding new ones, getting paid more, which in a lot of respects is great. But here's the thing: forty percent of folks who moved on to a new job last year are actively looking for something else. Again. Again. <laughs> yes. They're like, yes. got that new job. Now I want the new, new job. It's like, hey, I think you're making this a habit. <laughs> exactly. And and I think this shouldn't come as a surprise necessarily because there are still two jobs out there for every job seeker. Yeah. So it's a very strong job market for those who are looking for employment. And depending on what position you're in, there might be headhunters reaching out to you saying, mm-hmm. hey, we got another job and you get paid more. And I get how it can be hard to resist. But for those folks who made the switch last year, either the grass wasn't as green as it looked on the other side, maybe they don't like their job as much as they thought, or they're looking to boost their income in a big way again. And I get that impulse. But I think it's important, Matt, to mention that increasing your income, it's obviously easier than normal given the current state of the job market. But if you do this too much, uh, it'll start to have a detrimental impact on your future. Like once maybe twice is fine. But I think if you have too many jobs uh, with less than a year on your resume, future potential employers are going to start to see that. They're going to start to look elsewhere. They're going to be like, oh, wait, is this person going to bounce again um, if they get this new job? If so, they're not worth the hire. That's right. It it is expensive to bring on and onboard new employees. Yeah. And so that's something you need to think about. You know, job hopping in order to grow your income can be really smart. But if you try to do it three, four times, if you try to kind of make a big move on the reg, then this is something that ultimately I think will come back to bite you. That's right. I wonder how many folks made that, that switch last year and are now considering it because they saw how easy it was for them to do, right? With with so many interviews happening online with the ability to work from home, it's not like you have to change your commute. Right. I think for a lot of folks, the ability to, to switch jobs, there are fewer barriers. But I agree. I think you could overdo it. It makes me think about, uh, I never really played pinball machines, but you know, if you like would it like tilt if you like shake the machine uh-huh. or, or something like that? Like, I think you can do it a couple times, but if you do overdo it, then it like locks down the paddles and uh. it's like, hey, you're trying to cheat. Yeah. That is how I view job hopping. Uh, Joe, let's talk about thrift stores because it looks like more Americans, they actually feel comfortable buying things secondhand these days. As they should. They should. Yeah. A survey from ThreadUp reveals that 93% of Americans are willing to go all Macklemore with it <laughs> and score their threads that was from a the w- local thrift store. really popular song for a while. Uh, is, do people still listen to that? I don't think so, but it made its mark within our, our cultural yeah, sphere. for sure. Uh, but, but that 93% is up from 70% back in 2019. And I think part of the appeal for folks is that they're able to buy nicer things when they opt for secondhand items over a new one. And this is a trend that I like to see. Uh, I mean, how often do we talk about curb alerts? 
here on the show. Um, frequently. <laughs> we do it a lot. Uh, but we want all How to Money listeners to get into that mindset of being thrilled about finding something usable on the side of the road. Uh, if you think about it sort of like a game, it's actually way more fun to buy you stuff, I think, as well. Sort of like you said, it's that mindset shift. And if you can view your 16-year-old neighbor getting a sweet Audi wagon, uh, <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> as something that induces jealousy, and instead you see your powder blue Homer Honda Odyssey van as a, a, a badge of honor, yep. then it completely shifts things. Uh, and obviously, the, the top reason that folks were willing to buy secondhand or, or buying used or going to thrift shops is to save money with the higher prices that we're all experiencing. Folks are, are switching up their purchasing habits. And I'm really interested to see if this is a habit that sticks around. Because mm-hmm. you think back to like the Great Depression era, and like you had an entire generation of folks who were impacted That's right. very dramatically by this thing. And throughout their entire lives were some would say like quite miserly, right? Like yeah. like an unwillingness to spend money saving and scrimping at every turn possible. I am definitely curious to see if this is something that continues or if when inflation resumes its normal levels, if we basically go back to all of our previous spending habits. That's a good question. The Great Depression certainly seared something in the minds and, and memories of a lot of individuals, and understandably so. It's so much so that their grandkids even talked about how their grandparents handled money and how they reused Ziploc for bags. For the rest and of their lives. For the rest of their lives. Yes, it, exactly. it changed the way they lived for in perpetuity. And I hope for some of us, at least, that that um, what's going on with higher prices, with inflation, that when things do calm back down, that we don't necessarily forget all of the lessons that we've learned Absolutely. during this time. Right? Yeah, I hope that is something that we can take away from these higher prices. That's right. All right, let's talk about vacations and disconnecting for just a second, Matt. Like, uh, And when I talk about vacations, I'm actually thinking about a vacation from social media. And uh, it made me, th- I thought about this you're gonna, because- You're going to quit Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really on Twitter. I, I will go on there a couple of times a week and just see what some of my friends are up to. But for the most part, I'm not really on social media very much, nice. but um, I guess I read this article by Cal Newport and he uh, has wrote the book Digital Minimalism. It's a book we would recommend to everyone out there. Cal has written a lot of great books actually, um, but he actually just wrote a blog post about how taking a break from TikTok or Instagram or any of the social media apps will, will actually make you happier and less anxious. And he cited a study that was done by the University of Bath about how taking just a one-week break, Hmm. it significantly improves people's well-being. And here's how Cal summed it up, Matt. He said that social media usage hurts your mental health. That's his opinion. And and I'm, I'm inclined to agree with him. I think for most of our listeners, taking a week-long break this summer and t- seeing how it makes you feel um, and, and seeing maybe whether it reduces your anxiety and helps you feel more connected to the people around you is a good idea. Yeah. I think this summer is a perfect time to take seven days and just kind of experiment hmm. and see whether uh, staying off social media for longer periods of time actually makes you feel more human. Like I said, I'm not a heavy user, but it's it, it does make me want to just like give it up altogether for a week and just kind of uh, see the results. So maybe I'll report back and let people know yeah. um, how it goes. Yeah, I would agree as well. I think a lot of us are sort of shaking our heads that like, yes, we know that this is a bad thing, but we kind of shrug it off and we may not necessarily be willing to actually implement it into our lives. Yeah. Theoretically, we know it's a good thing, but we're not willing to actually put it into practice. Well, uh, I got I to think part of it too, Matt, is that some of us out there are addicted, <laughs> yeah. truly addicted. Uh-huh. When you look at what addiction is, 
many people are addicted to their smartphones. They are addicted to some of these social media apps. And so it's going to be even harder to kind of break, not just uh, uh, what's a habit, but potentially even an addiction. Totally. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I wouldn't say I'm addicted, but I always get caught up on my Instagram, yeah. like at the end of the day or, you know, at different points in the day, I will continue to refresh until it says end of stories or, or whatever <laughs> it says. Or I guess I'm, I'm thinking about posts, but the same is true when it comes to stories. And there is even uh, like there's a shorter timeline when it comes to stories as well, because they're up there at the top. They only mm-hmm. last for 24 hours. Gotta get them all in. I, I do feel a need to watch all of them before they expire because I might miss out. I've literally, by the way, never posted an Instagram story. Oh, really? <laughs> Fun fact about me. <laughs> But I think what you said is true. Like, we're not actually going to know the effects of stepping away from that unless we actually try. And so with Instagram being my social media platform of choice, at some point this summer, I will also commit to doing a seven day I don't know if you want to call it a cleanse, but just like a fast, <laughs> removing that from my life. Because for me, it's just the amount of time that it can suck out of my life, yeah. right? Like you're yep. sitting there hitting refresh and then, and now they started implementing some of the explore features within the actual timeline. Uh-huh. And so before you know it, I'm watching some guys totally eat it on a skateboard <laughs> or I'm watching uh, some home builders. The algorithm uh, knows you so well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fail videos or like architectural, like engineering like stuff that uh-huh. totally fascinates me and, and sucks me in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The algorithm knows us better than we know ourselves and it sucks us in. And so it's probably a good idea to create some sort of hard and fast rule and to create some sort of a detox from time to time so that you can maybe take a better measurement of how it's impacting you and whether or not you can survive without it. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, this reminds me too that most Americans don't take all of their vacation time. And so we're recommending for you to take some time off social media, but take some actual time off from work as well, because you don't have to go somewhere expensive. You don't have to go somewhere fancy. You don't even necessarily even need to leave town, but just make sure that you're taking some steps to remove yourself from your work where you're stepping away from the screen, at least for a little bit. Uh, We do believe that breaks will make us all better. Yep, I agree. Take a break from social media, but also take a break from work. And uh, all right, let's talk about uh, lawns for a second, <laughs> lawn care, <laughs> because we, you know we don't have to remind anyone uh, that there's a severe drought occurring in large parts of the country. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. California is in the middle of its third year of severe drought, which has led to a bunch of water restrictions. The same is true in Texas, you know, where, where some reservoirs are apparently down to less than 20% of capacity, which has led, you know, a lot of utilities to implement mandatory water use restrictions. Matt, we went through this in Georgia, I don't know, it felt like a decade ago. And, you know, I forgot about that. That's right. We, we, well, the governor was urging us to take shorter showers. That's right. And, and so (laughs) I still remember, it's still one of the best lines ever said, take a shorter shower. Um, but while this is a bummer, if you like having a lush green garden or lawn, you know, we're attempting to put a, a positive spin on this because at least you're saving money. You're not it's able all, to water your lawn. It's right? all about the mindset. That's right. And so the, the cost of utilities, it's a large expense when it comes to owning a home. So we're, Matt and I, we're really open to any tactic that gives you the option to cut your water bill. But here's the thing. If you don't want your lawn to go brown as everything is just dying off, right. maybe consider going with fake grass or synthetic turf. You know, More cities and counties are allowing it across the country. And we're seeing a, a lot more of it around our neighborhood as well. Matt, my friend Steve, our friend Steve, he just redid his house and he put turf that's, in that's instead right. of grass. And it looks great. And the great thing on top of that is no more watering, no more mowing, no more other expensive upkeep. You don't have to get out there and weed the lawn like exactly. you might have used to do. So I don't know. I think maybe maybe Steve's on to something. Maybe he's uh, <laughs> uh, starting a new trend. Yeah. So there aren't all positives, of course, You know, when it comes to artificial turf. Uh, because the biggest downside is that the fake stuff, it's a lot more expensive than sod. 
specifically, it's around 10 times more pricey. Uh, but of course, that one-time expense is going to save you money over the years on maintenance. Uh, those costs seriously add up. Uh, and we actually came across a really in-depth breakdown of the two types of lawns that we'll link to. And it turns out that you will be able to recoup your upfront costs after about six years. Mm. And so this is something to consider if you like having that picture-perfect lawn. Uh, it kind of makes me think of like solar panels. There's an upfront cost, uh, but the benefit that you're going to be able to reap from that, it pays off in the long run. Yeah, oftentimes what, like 10 to 15 years. Yeah, and so it's even less when it comes to artificial turf. Uh, but if you don't care as much about how your yard looks, then you can consider letting your yard go to seed, quite literally. Uh, more Americans are considering prairie-style yards and are completely rethinking their lawns altogether. Not you, only to, You kind of did that, to, Matt, right? We did, yeah. And, and we did it somewhat to save money. Uh, but it, it also allows for native plants and, and weeds <laughs> to actually flower and bloom, uh, which is helpful for pollinators who are looking for food after that you know long uh, and cold winter. And so from a pollinator standpoint, evidently this is the most important thing to consider uh, in the month of May. There's There are some communities around the country who started this thing called No Mow May, and we are actually just out of May, but the fact is that is something you can still continue to implement uh, in allowing native natural grasses and other things to actually blossom. But of course, don't forget that letting your, your lawn, letting your yard go a little more natural is going to save you money when it comes to the water that it requires as well. And plus, I think it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there, are, there are ways to make it look cool as opposed to just a bunch of dandelions like, like sprouting <laughs> yeah. up. Well, I think, too, water costs have gone up around the country, especially in some of the biggest cities because of droughts and water shortages. And so take a look at your water bill. And if part of the reason your water bill is kind of expensive is because you're watering your lawn, cut it out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and maybe you won't only save money, but you'll your lawn will be you know, more habitable for the, the helpful creatures out there that need it. Exactly. Well, we've got several other stories that we're going to get to, including when higher education, when those advanced degrees don't actually pay off. We'll get to that story, plus a few others right after this break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava.com dot com slash how to money that's spelled 
K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash how to money. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. We are back from the break, and let's get to that ludicrous headline of the week, which is, Matt, the, what you just teased to, talking about higher education and whether or not it is beneficial. And so this, this article comes from Business Insider, and it's titled, Millennials and Gen Zers are getting swindled by the biggest scam in higher education. Wow, what are we going to uncover here? This is a good story. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one is specifically about master's degrees. That's what they're writing about, which begs the question, are master's degrees... A complete waste of time and money. Well, so much of that depends on what kind of master's degree you're getting, where you're going, and what your marketability is after the fact. And so stats do show that folks who get a master's degree are burdened by a whole lot more debt than the average person who just uh, comes out of school with a bachelor's degree. It's something like $32,000 on average versus $65,000 on average. Yeah, more than double. That's right, for someone who has both a bachelor and a master's degree. But here's the thing, folks with a master's degree, they also earn about 18% more than someone who only has a bachelor's degree. And that isn't necessarily true across the board, though. Some 40% of master's degree holders, they don't see any meaningful increase in salary with that new advanced degree in hand. That would be a tough pill to swallow, Matt, if your debt just doubled and it's like your paycheck stays the same. You put in all that effort, years of schooling, in order to hopefully advance in your career um, and be able to generate you know, a, a greater income. And if that doesn't actually come to fruition, that's got to be a bummer. That's right. Yeah. Master's degrees, they can help you to meaningfully advance in, you know, within your career or allow you to pivot towards something completely, completely different that you might enjoy more. But it's crucial to pursue higher education with your eyes wide open uh, because that advanced degree doesn't guarantee 
a higher salary, uh, although it almost always is going to mean more debt. Advanced degrees in the arts, humanities, and theology evidently almost always have a negative return on your investment. And so keep that in mind. Don't like it's one thing if you're talking about lawyers and doctors and like even dentists, like you're going to see uh, a massive increase within your earning potential over the over the course of a number of years. Uh, but when it comes to some of these other degrees, you might want to think twice. Uh, and it's, this doesn't necessarily mean that it's not worth it. People pursue education for more than just the ability to make more money. Although here at How to Money, we are often going to focus on <laughs> the financial the side, side of it. But if you assume that more education is always going to equal more money, that's just not true, that it is not an assumption that you want to make. Uh, And so, as always, we want to recommend for folks to tread lightly with student loan debt, uh, especially if it's for a degree that puts you in a bigger financial hole without any real promise of those future returns. Yeah, Matt, that's something that that Emily and I had to discuss because she is getting a master's degree right right. now becoming in order to become a licensed therapist. And fortunately, there's going to be like a pretty decent payoff between between what she was making before, although you know there were a few years where she wasn't working at all, and what she's going to be able to make as a therapist. But it right. also provides that important level of fulfillment too to get to actually do what you want to do with your life. Well, um, in, in her case, it's a very practical degree, yeah. right? It's not like she's getting a higher degree in like like we said the arts, and so now yeah. she's going to be able to appreciate the arts at a higher level. Right? It's like <laughs> no, this is literally a job and a certification that is going to allow her to practice. She's going to become an official counselor after she gets that degree. Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely both things that you want to consider, but yeah. uh, it's 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 not, I think a lot of people just think it's a slam dunk that getting another degree is going to inevitably um, increase their income, but there's a, such a thing as being overeducated, right? And and right. sometimes the more degrees you have, it's not necessarily going to correlate to making more money. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about a, a scam, Matt, uh, for a second that could have actually been our ludicrous headline of the week <laughs> if we had so chosen, which actually came from our local TV station here in Atlanta. And it turns out that a local guy here in town, he bought bought a few homes and he's paying sellers, at least partially, in a worthless cryptocurrency. And apparently this guy, he calls himself the godfather of real estate, which I got to say is a red flag right there. Like, I I don't probably want to do business with anybody who uh, has that moniker. Yeah, step away from the table if that guy is sitting at it. Exactly. And so, yeah, what he does is he convinces unsuspecting homeowners to sell to him and to take up to 30% of the proceeds in what are known as Troptions, uh, <laughs> which if you want to know what those are, apparently there's some uh, basically a, a crap coin. They are a cryptocurrency that isn't traded on any of the major exchanges. And so once the seller signs on the dotted line, they are now the proud owner of some US dollars, but also an abundance of digital coins <laughs> that have little to no value uh, that they can do actually nothing with. And so is it a dumb move on their part? Yes, it is. But is it also <laughs> nefarious and potentially illegal on the part of this godfather of real estate, this huckster? <laughs> yes, it also is that. It's despicable. And man, I feel like it's stories like this that just kind of sour me on the crypto space in general. It's all the scams out there. It's mm. all the people that are using a, a newish technology in order to hoodwink people into giving up something of value in exchange for something that's worthless. Well, I mean, it's not that blockchain technology doesn't have some serious potential because we feel that it does. But, you know, as we've documented here, the, the, the crypto space is rife with hucksters and different scam artists out there. And so our advice is would be to never take crypto assets that have questionable or dubious worth for 
an actual tangible asset. Uh, US dollars are going to be a vastly better medium of exchange when you're selling anything, especially something that can command as much money as an actual home, as actual real estate. We think it's you know, a really good thing that crypto prices have fallen because we're seeing less water cooler conversation around the topic, which likely means dwindling interest because uh, we're, we're not crypto experts by, by any stretch of the imagination, but we've always said and will continue to say that buying cryptocurrencies is a speculative move. You should enter into those conversations and transactions knowing that you could potentially lose it all. So don't put money at risk that you aren't willing to completely lose. Yeah, the crypto space shows promise, or at least the technology does. And, and maybe we should actually have an expert on here in the near future, Matt, to talk about crypto in a little more depth. So we, we've actually got someone that we're hopefully going to bring on in a couple of weeks. So yeah. Um, yeah, stay tuned for that. But let's talk about shrinkflation for a second, Matt. That is not a scam, uh, but it, it certainly feels like a gut punch <laughs> when your, your your favorite food items are, are, they shrink by, let's say, 10 or 20%. That's happening. And it's happening in the grocery store, clearly. We've talked about that. But it's also happening at your favorite neighborhood restaurant and also a lot of the bigger chains out there. So they're, they're just like signs of shrinkflation happening basically everywhere. And Bloomberg, they reported that uh, Subway is putting less meat in its wraps and oh. its sandwiches. That uh, certain um, me- Mexican food chains are changing the kind of steak that they're using <laughs> from the nicer cuts to the not-so-nice cuts. Oh, okay. Quick interruption. Yeah. Have you had the steak from Aldi uh, ever or recently? Which kind? Well, specifically ribeye, because Kate was there the other day. No, I don't and, think so. Was it good? some well-marbled ribeye, and we, we bought one just to try it out. Holy crap, dude, it was so good. Okay. I was blown away at the quality. So I highly recommend laying some eyes on the meat over there, at least, and looking at whether or not the cuts look good. Okay. End right. of rant. <laughs> very small, quick rant over. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like a good steak. I don't eat it very often, but if Aldi is selling it and I was, it's I was really impressed, reasonably dude. priced, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> other signs of shrinkflation that are happening, we t- mentioned Subway, but Domino's. Apparently, their uh, 10-piece wings now got cut to eight, <laughs> and, and the price stayed the same. So, I don't know. I, a part of me thinks that smaller portion sizes are probably a good thing for <laughs> Americans in general. You know, Generally when, speaking, that is true. Yeah, whether we're eating out or we're shopping at the grocery store. But it's a good idea, we would say, to check and see if your favorite items are getting smaller. Because you want to know whether or not the thing you're paying for, the cost the same, is actually, is actually smaller. And so, w- one of the best ways, Matt, for people to be able to decipher that is to check the price per ounce. And that's something I look at frequently, especially when most of the time I'm not brand loyal. And so I'm just literally looking for the best deal. And price per ounce really is the measurement that's going to help you out the most in that regard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, most folks surveyed said that they would actually rather have their old portion sizes with a higher price tag attached. Uh, That's what they say, but there is a reason that that is not the tactic the businesses are taking, uh, because what they're hoping is that you won't notice, but we want smart how-to-money listeners out there to pay attention, uh, because shrinkflation is a reality of the times that we're living in. We're not going to be able to avoid it altogether, but we want you to at least be able to recognize it, use unit pricing to your advantage, and what I think this means for us as we go out to restaurants is that that we have to make some mental calculations because there are very few of us who are nerdy enough to carry around like a notepad or to have a an ongoing note on our iphone where we're jotting down the price per ounce uh, (laughs) of a particular beer or the price of a burger at our favorite restaurant but just this being on your mind just it being on your radar is enough i think to start paying attention to the prices at your local restaurants bottom line we want you to be a, a more conscientious 
consumer as opposed to someone who just continues along the same behaviors without giving as much thought to the cost. Yeah, if I was if I was going into a subway right now, you remember the uh, the old Wendy's commercials with the old lady saying, "Where's the beef?" That's what I would be saying if I was in there, and I might even "Where's the roast beef?" Pull up that YouTube clip or something. <laughs> but it's, what's it, the last time you've been to a subway? It's, by the way? it's been a long time. Yeah, I used to eat subway time. all the time, like in high school and college. Uh, I cannot remember the last time I stepped inside a subway. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. The whole Jared thing, I think, kind of ruined it for me. Well, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> let's not talk about that. But let's uh, let's let's do talk about debt here for just a second, Matt, because uh, for how to money listeners who who are in a lot of debt, who maybe feel like they're in over their head in debt. You know, we've talked about different ways that they can go about getting help. Some ways where they can go about it themselves to help fix their debt problem. It takes time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. But for other folks, there are nonprofit organizations out there who specialize in helping people for free. And the thing is, companies like Money Management International can create something that's known as a debt management plan. And you know, other folks, Matt, a lot of folks who advertise on radio and television, they, they might tell you to stop paying your bills, to pay them directly, and that they're going to be able to solve your debt problems for you. That's a big red flag. Yep. That is uh, kind of like that crypto scam. It's going to leave you uh, <laughs> screwed over a barrel. But the the top nonprofit debt repayment companies, they can help you by getting you into what's known as a debt management plan. And so if you want to know how much better it is than maybe even just paying off your debt as agreed over time, the Money Management International ran the numbers and they just posted those recently. And, and they took an average amount of debt, which was just about $18,000, and an average... APR of 28%. And do you know how much time that would take you to pay off, Matt? I haven't run the numbers okay. in, my, in my mind. I do not know. 351 months to pay it off. And that $18,000 in debt would cost you a total of $59,000 over that period of time. Holy cow. Right? But with a debt management plan, your APR would be closer to 6% because these nonprofit organizations are actually able to help you lower the interest rate with some of your creditors. Mm-hmm. And you'd pay that debt off not in 351 months, but 48 months. And you'd pay not a total of $59,000, amazing, but a total of $22,000. Holy cow. So 351 I, months to 48 months is like yeah. the biggest thing. Like just think, insane. Of, think about the amount of life that you have back That's right. uh, where you don't have to worry about these payments. That's right. So I thought that was cool seeing you know Money Management International's annual report on debt management plans awesome. and how they help people. So it, it, I don't, it just, this is kind of like a public service announcement. If you are out there and you feel overwhelmed by debt, well, Money Management International has local organizations in almost every state, but you can also just talk to someone on the phone. And so uh, we'll, yeah. we'll put a link to their site. Um, it's a .org, right, in our show notes. But with so many people out there who are predatory in the debt space, this is one of those places where you can turn to get actual help and get out of debt like much quicker than you thought was possible. Yeah, and Money Management International is a specific credit counselor, but there are a number of different companies, uh, and we'll make sure to link to NFCC, which is the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Uh, we'll have a link to their site within our show notes as well. But Joel, that's going to be it for this episode. I made it through without completely losing my voice. Congratulations. Praise, praise the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but that's going to be it. We hope everyone has a great weekend and we will see you back here on Monday. We've got a great interview lined up uh, with some good friends of ours who are local here to Atlanta. That's all we're going to share for now, but you'll have to check back in here on Monday to find out who it is. Uh, we hope to see you then. So Joel, that's going to be it for this episode episode. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.